I don't think I'm going to make an official intro for the podcast because people know what they clicked on. They don't need me to tell them again right after they click on it. <laughs> yeah. church I guess and one thing that bothers me about Christians and Christians in different denominations and things nowadays um, uh, well first I mean you and I have been going to what we call home church for mm-hmm. a while yeah which is just where we get together in somebody's living room on Sunday morning or Saturday evening or whenever and kind of have a Bible study slash church. We call it home church. Mm. Um, we don't really have a specific pastor, um, yeah. but we sit down, we open up the Bible, we read, and we talk about it. Yeah. Um and it's been really great, I think. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's been beneficial for me and for the other people who have been attending. Yeah. Um, and I've been to a lot of different churches, different denominations um, over the last few years. And some of them have been great. Some of them I didn't like as much. Um, not that my opinion on how a church is run determines whether or not it's a good church. (laughs) But one thing that is, is frustrating to me about churches with, especially around here, maybe because there's so many of them, Mm -hmm. you know, where we live, you, you, if you stood in the center of town on top of a building, you could find five churches within a mile easily. Um, but I feel like there's this attitude of competition mm. between different churches. Yeah. Like you're, if somebody goes from one church to another, it's like they've stolen a member of, you know, your congregation or something. Yeah. The pastors will feel like they're competing with right. each other. And I feel like that's a wrong attitude to have, mm. you know, it's because we're all supposed to be one body. Right. right? Um, but there's this idea of competition and then so much division among the different denominations of churches, mm. you know, and people get into such heated yeah. arguments and angry with each other yeah. over slight differences in theology Right. when 95% of what they believe is the exact same. Yeah. And they'll find this one thing that is incredibly complex, you yeah. know, and difficult to understand and they'll yell at each other and get angry over it some obscure little you know yeah even some one obscure little verse mm-hmm. can be a point of division um and i think you know it seems so crazy that it would be that divisive on small little things like we're saying but at the same time like well, humans that's one of the things we do is we separate into groups based off of common characteristics. It's like one of the activities that we like to do is to organize based off of common characteristics. And so we just continue to do that 
more and more until it's really not helpful anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with finding a church that you like yeah. the way it's done. You know, if you like the old style of church, you know, with the hymnals, that's great. And, yeah. But I also think if you want to go to a church that sings more modern praise mm. music, you know, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think the issue is that people <clears throat> judge the other, you know, the other version of church yeah. and act like there's some Bible verse that says that that's wrong. And I think it's largely like it's something very personal um our church experience and mm-hmm. so like our picture of what church is for us we're very protective of it yeah it's not something we want to see changed or done differently because to us when it's done exactly like this it's really really meaningful mm-hmm. and so when we see somebody else doing it differently it's like we're very protective and like quickly reject that i mm-hmm. think and so like that's where you get people who you know, say that a church should never have drums. Have you ever <laughs> yeah. heard that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really interesting. But I think may, probably the biggest reason that they're saying that is because that's how that's the church they grew up mm-hmm. in, didn't have drums. And yeah. so if a church has drums, it can't be right. Yeah. This isn't church. This isn't what I yeah. know church as. Exactly. Which like is the oldest flawed argument in the book mm-hmm. is like that it's the way it has been is the way it should be. Mm-hmm. So, like, with that, you don't make any progress and you don't have any, you know, diff- good differences. It's funny, too, that people get so caught up in their own church service and there's this attitude that going to church is what makes you saved, even. Mm. And if you go to the wrong church, you must not be saved. Yeah. Um, which isn't true, you know. The Bible says that all who believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord will be saved, not everyone who goes to a Southern Baptist church. <laughs> Thankfully, that's not yeah. what it says. <laughs> Man, this is reminding me of something I was reading this week, and I'm trying to pull it up, figure out where it was, but I think yeah, it was, it was yeah, thinking about this exact kind of scenario of uh, judgment and division. Mm. Um, oh yeah, here it is. So Romans 14, the, you know, little title of the section that, you know, is put in not by divine inspiration, but by, you know, us, it says, Mm -hmm. do not pass judgment on one another. And it's pretty neat. It's talking about the examples of like, uh, what you can and can't eat. Yeah. Um, so it says one person starting in verse two, one person mm-hmm. believes he may eat anything while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who dis- who eats despise the one who abstains and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? Uh, it is before his own master that he stands or falls and he will be upheld for the Lord is able to make him stand. Mm-hmm. And, so, and then it goes on, it talks about uh, one person esteems one day as better than another. Mm-hmm. And that makes me think about like people who observe the Sabbath on like Saturdays, different days. or Sundays. Um, and it, it says so clearly, uh, for the judgment is for God. Uh, basically, like, don't be the one who's trying to decide whether mm-hmm. it's better to eat or abstain or mm-hmm. which day is better than the others. That's not a point of division or among Mm -hmm. yourselves and it talks about like if you have doubt 
about something that you're doing, then probably you shouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. So don't just go into everything like, you know, yeah, I can do whatever I want. But if you are, you know, pretty, if you're able to do what you can in mm -hmm. faith, then be comfortable with it and don't pass judgment on people who are doing it differently, right? Yeah. Because their relationship and their standing is different than yours. Mm -hmm. The same way their past is different than yours. It's crazy the stuff that people get angry about. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, you know, people, everyone chooses a different denomination if they choose a denomination, a specific one. They choose it because they're trying their best to follow what is true. Mm and do their best to follow Christ. Yeah. They don't choose one because they're they want to go against the will of God. Mm. And people will argue and act like this other denomination is evil or almost, yeah. you know, like they're not going with mm. God's will when everybody that is in that denomination hopefully they've chosen that because because of their desire to follow God's will. Yeah. Yeah. The same reason that you chose yours. Mm but people will get angry with each other, you know? Yeah. And the other thing, I mean, I've seen people argue and it's hilarious. If It would be hilarious if it wasn't so sad mm -hmm. um, that they're, but they believe the exact same thing. The only difference is that they interpret the meaning of a specific word differently. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's whatever, it, it could be anything, you know, and just phrasing it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. The first thing that I think of as an example is that song, The Reckless Love. Yeah. Some people love it. Some yeah. people got so offended that he said, The Reckless Love of God. And yeah. I literally think the only thing, the only reason that, that that bothers some people and doesn't bother other people is that they have different interpretations of the meaning of the word reckless. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's... <clears throat> yeah, it's like, they're just, you know, they're interpreting... The word based off their mm -hmm. understanding of it. And they get upset like, like, is it Corey Asbury, Birdie? I don't no know idea. if that's it. I, I don't, I think that's the guy who wrote it. I could be way wrong, but they get upset as if the person who wrote that song was trying to insult God yeah. in some way. And it's like, he wrote the song to worship God and you're offended as if he was trying to, to demean God yeah. or his love in some way. It's like, first of all, trying to describe God's love is impossible and so exactly. you're getting offended that it's mm -hmm. not a perfect description of God's love well you gotta <laughs> understand that's not what we're trying to do we just can't give a perfect description of something that's yeah, infinite that's not the reason we're doing it to begin with the reason is his love is so amazing that it calls us to respond as best we can mm -hmm. as imperfect as we can that's that's the main thing is everybody's trying to respond as best as they possibly can mm. You know? And nobody's doing it perfect. And nobody's doing it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And people get offended at the way other people are kind of trying mm. to respond. And... and I wonder if it's this age-old problem where we want to feel better than others around us. And so yeah. Mm -hmm. we... You want to feel holier or like exactly. you're a better Christian. And yeah. I, we started reading Mere Christianity mm -hmm. um, because we're going to release a second episode this week about the first chapter. So you guys should listen to that. But I read through the preface um, and I underlined some things that I think are really are perfect for this. One mm. thing that Lewis writes here is 
There are questions at issue between Christians to which I do not think we have been told the answer, hmm. which I love because yeah. I'm, I say that kind of, not that exact thing, but I say all the time, like, I don't think this is, I'll hear people arguing about something and I think, I don't think this is something that we're able to comprehend. Yeah. You know, hmm. it's just like we're, we're arguing over different interpretations of something, let's say, you know, creation. We talked about in the first episode with creation how the way God creates mm. is not really something that we can understand. Yeah. yeah. You know, but people will get. I, I there's a book called The Fool and the Heretic that I read. Mm. That it, this guy, the author, took a about two scientists, PhDs, maybe multiple PhDs, each of them, and one believed in a young earth he was a young earth creationist mm-hmm. and the other one was a creation creative evolutionist or something like that yeah basically one believed the earth was six thousand years old right um and that the first book of genesis had to be interpreted literally yeah and the other believed in evolution and believed it, that the earth was a lot longer and that genesis the first book of genesis was more metaphorical right yeah um and both of them believed that the other person they they each wrote part of the book and then the author would kind of write about their discussion so Mm -hmm. the idea was he sat both of them down um individually at first and then had them sit down together and try to come to a conclusion and both of them the both of the scientists wrote a chapter titled why the other person, I can't remember what their name mm. was, but why so-and-so is wrong and yeah. why it matters. Mm. You know, yeah. So both of them believed that the other person was wrong and that it was important, it mattered that they were wrong yeah. because they their belief was harming the Christian community in yeah. some way. Mm. Um, and it, it's crazy. These guys are both experts, and it, they, the book talks about how difficult it was for them to t- talk to each other respectfully even and not be upset and they had to like stop and take breaks in the middle of the conversation because they get so worked up about this and it's funny because they would like say something like like demeaning to the other person and almost and like disregard them like Mm -hmm. they're and i see this a lot too with people that are experts in their field yeah the i they it's like the idea to them the idea that somebody could disagree with them is almost like laughable. Like, like yeah. if somebody disagrees with you, they must be a fool mm. basically. Yeah. That's why they titled the fool and the heretic, yeah. I guess. Um, but the reality is both of these guys were just as educated as each other. You know, huh. each one of them was just as educated yeah. as the other. And they both had just as much, you know, they both studied this topic their entire lives. Yeah. And they reached different conclusions about it. Mm. And they had so much trouble sitting down to talk about it. And in reality, I'm like, I don't know that it's something we can even comprehend. Yeah. You know, when we're talking about the creation of the world, no one was there for that. The only thing we've got to try and understand it is, is what God has written in the Bible. And you can interpret it however you want. I'm not trying to take a stance on that debate. Yeah. Um, but the point I want to make is is we get so upset over things that I'm not sure we are even able to comprehend yet. Yeah. Because the way God has to explain, it's like 
a, you know, it's like a, a NASA engineer explaining what they're working on to an ant, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, it's so dumbed down. And I don't know, like hearing that, I agree with it a lot. And I'm, it, first of all, it makes me want to say, well, what's the point of studying or learning about these things or thinking about these things or talking about them at all? Hmm. If, you know, we're not going to wholly understand them here. Things like, like yeah, w- what is heaven going to look like? You know, mm-hmm. what is eternity actually? I mean, these are things that I pretty sure nobody has a solid grasp of exactly what that's going to be like but i don't think that means that it's pointless for us to try to think about or to try to study or try Mm -hmm. to understand what's happening i think the issue is it's very hard to study something for that long spend your whole life studying something Mm -hmm. and then have the humility to say that you don't understand it yeah and i think that's where people are struggling Mm -hmm. they'll study it which is great but then they get to the, you know, they get to the end of their studies and they say, well, now I must understand it. Mm-hmm. But you, this is different. This is not like studying biology or something. Mm-hmm. This, this is, is where you talk study about infinity it. Here. Yeah. We're talking about a whole different level of existence than we've ever experienced yeah. while we're alive. Supernatural and in supernatural. the most literal sense of the world. Yeah. Word. Like it's something that is outside of... It's metaphysical. The, exactly. It's all questions you know but and they're great questions and things to talk about just you have to remember what it is you're talking about Mm -hmm. and that even after so much studying and so much progress Mm -hmm. you're still not the ultimate authority on it Mm -hmm. which is kind of what we talked about on the first episode of like why it's worth talking about things even when you aren't the expert yeah you know Mm -hmm. it's still worth discussing there's still a lot of growth that can happen Mm -hmm. but first of all make sure you remember you aren't the expert here something else that lewis writes here in the preface of mere christianity is one of the things christians are disagreed about is the importance of their disagreements (laughs) When two Christians of different denominations start arguing, it is usually not long before one asks whether such and such a point really matters, and the other replies, matter, why it's absolutely essential. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that is one of the differences in the denominations. People put different different mm. amounts emphasis. of... Emphasis. Yeah, different emphasis on different verses and find meaning in different things, and yeah. and they get you know, upset when somebody says it doesn't matter to yeah. them. Um, and it's funny, something else in, in that Lewis writes about in Letters to Malcolm is the idea that we all, everyone has been created as a unique individual so that we might experience a unique part of God. Because mm-hmm. God is an infinite being, right. which means every single one of us can have a unique relationship with Him. Yeah, And so... People have this, you know, you can have a unique relationship and experience God's love and experience him in a different way than somebody else. And then you get to share your experiences with somebody else. Mm. But they might get offended at you saying, this is how I know God as. Mm. And it's different. It's different. It's like, no, that's not right. Mm. It's almost right, but it's a little different. And it's like, yeah, that's the idea is that it's a little bit different because you're a little bit different. Yeah. It's not that they're saying 
it's a different God. Mm. It's that your relationship with God is going to be different than somebody else's relationship with God because you are different from them, not because God is different. Yeah. Yeah. God, and he's big enough that you can view him in all these different ways Mm -hmm. and still it's the same whole God. There's that famous, it's called the Echad or something in Hebrew and it's in the Old Testament and it's, I think Moses talking to Israel and he says, listen, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I always love to think about and kind of pray as I'm looking at like division like this. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, let's remember, let's remember that the Lord, our God, Mm -hmm. I like that it uses that it's like contrasting the Lord, our God, our, lots of us viewing him. He's one. Mm-hmm. So many to one. And it's, I just think that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. All of our different views here, we're all looking at the same God. Remember mm-hmm. that. Don't get so caught up in your own view mm-hmm. that you forget that all of us are viewing the same God. Mm-hmm. Here. Something else that people say that really they have no authority to say is, well, you're not a Christian if you believe this or that mm. you know you're not a christian if you believe if you're a calvinist or armenian yeah Arminian, or if you believe that you have to be baptized this way or this way you know mm. if you will have a different view then you're not a christian yeah um and that's another thing another quote from lewis here says when a man accepts the christian doctrine no when a man who accepts the Christian doctrine lives unworthily of it. It is much clearer to say he is a bad Christian than to say he is not a Christian. Because mm. you can't sell what is going on in someone's heart, which is where salvation takes place, yeah. right? We mm. do show the fruits of the Spirit, yeah. and there are you know outwardly signs that someone is saved, but you can't say for certain whether or not another person is a Christian whether they are saved yeah um because you can't see their heart yeah and you might be able, you might be able to accuse them of being a bad christian whether that accusation is just or unjust you know that depends on the situation um but you can't say that somebody's not a christian because yeah. you don't know you have no way of telling that if unless they tell you no i, I reject the christian doctrine or whatever yeah um and i would say like if you're finding yourself thinking about, wow, is this person really going about their faith the right way? The first thing I would stop is to think about what are your motives for thinking that? Mm-hmm. Make sure, like, are your motives to raise yourself above them in your own eyes? Mm-hmm. Or is, is it like the heart of Christ, you know? Yeah. Like, are you trying to reach out to them, edify them, or are you trying mm-hmm. to put them down because of what they're trying to done? glorify yourself or not? Yeah. yeah. And so that's really funny. Like the first thing you might catch yourself on is where's your own faith at? If you're noticing other people's faith mm-hmm. and trying to yeah. decide or if you find yourself constantly noticing other people's faith, you might want to think about how much you're focused on other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, Lewis talks about the different denominations as different doors 
leading out of a hallway. And the hallway being, you know, a person standing in the hallway is someone who has accepted Christ, but has not decided what denomination, you know. Um, Hmm. And I'm going to read. And the different doors leading into different rooms where that, and that's the, that would be the different churches and different denominations. And Lewis writes, and above all, you must be asking which door is the true one, not which pleases you best by its paint and paneling. In plain language, the question should never be, do I like that kind of service? But, but rather, are these doctrines true? Is holiness here? Because does my conscience move me towards this? Mm. Is my reluctance to knock at this door due to my pride mm. or my mere taste? Or my personal dislike of this particular doorkeeper. Yeah. (laughs) And says, when you have reached your own room, be kind to those who have chosen different doors and those who are are still in the hall. If they are wrong, they need your prayers all the more. And if they are your enemies, then you are under orders to pray for them. Mm. That is one of the rules common to the whole house. (laughs) You know, everyone just about... I would think who claims to be a Christian or who accepts the, you know, doctrines of Christ, excluding those who have taken the Bible and used, twisted it to try and suit their own personal gain. Um, you know, cults and everything else. People use the Bible for all sorts of evil things as well. Um, Hmm. but every different denomination of, of the Christian church, believes roughly the same thing you know yeah. about the about the most important parts they believe that Christ died mm. to save you from your sin yeah and they believe that you should love our enemies and pray for each other and support each other yeah but you get focused on the stuff that doesn't again I don't want to say doesn't matter because mm. we were just talking about that but the the stuff that isn't worth dividing yourselves over it's not yeah it's not important enough for you to hate your Mm. brother about you know not much is yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a really good way of looking at it Mm -hmm. i think yeah definitely matters just remind yourselves it's definitely not worth hating others for i really liked Going back to what you just read there mm-hmm. from Lewis, um, he makes it interesting. He puts it in an interesting way that I liked, and he talks about how it's not just whether this particular church service suits you and is mm-hmm. comfortable to you. Sometimes you have to also see past your own immediate reaction to something. Yeah, and he talks about so figuring out whether your aversion to a certain door is because mm-hmm. of some flaw in yourself, and that's something that I don't often think about um, just going past like your immediate gut reaction to something or your immediate feeling of a church service mm-hmm. and stuff. But like, so, cause when we feel that way about a church service, at least myself and I'm feeling most people immediately we're analyzing the church service and mm-hmm. why it's doing poorly. Mm-hmm. But rarely I think do we first jump into examining ourselves and why Mm -hmm. are we not reacting well to that 
maybe it's because it's hitting a chord with you that you aren't ready, you're not comfortable with dealing with, you know, mm-hmm. a flaw in yourself that's going to be uncomfortable to fix is exactly what the, mm-hmm. maybe that's exactly what the church service is targeting and you're the one who's mm-hmm. actually, you know. I think if you find it, if you're in a church service and it makes you uncomfortable, it is much easier to go and find a different church mm-hmm. than to deal with whatever's making you uncomfortable. Right. Um, and it, you know that's always a good idea if you hear a pastor and they say something that makes you uncomfortable you should go and find out whether that's because what they said is wrong or because mm. you've got some issue that you need to fix yeah and exactly. it could be either one you know you should never just accept that the pastor is always right because yeah. there have been plenty of pastors who have been very very wrong mm. but that's you should right. always go and analyze it for yourself yeah and that's right what i like he says is like you're looking for the doctrine that's most true Mm -hmm. that's most holy Mm -hmm. and so it's not you're not going to find i've heard this before so it's not just from me but i don't know exactly who said it or who wrote it but you're not going to find um unbiased doctrine doctrine doesn't exist in a vacuum yeah except for in the word of god but Mm -hmm. other than that it's coming through someone else's worldview through their perspective and their interpretation Mm -hmm. which hopefully is done well but it's always through somebody Mm -hmm. and you're also receiving it as a person and Mm -hmm. so you have biases and you have your own everybody has bias and so to get at the truth trying to figure out which one is the most true the most holy you got to check on both ends, on mm-hmm. the delivering and the receiving end, which one might be flawed mm-hmm. if you're trying to find the most truth. And it's always re- good to remember when you find somebody who disagrees with you that they chose that belief or whatever, their viewpoint of whatever it is that you disagree on, they believe the way that they do because they're trying to get as close to the truth as possible. Mm. And that way seems more true. And it doesn't seem that way. It's not because they're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is our gut reactions. Oh, you disagree. You must be a fool or yeah. an idiot or yeah. something. And that's not the case. And if you can remember that and be open to the idea that it's just as likely that you are wrong mm. as it is that they are wrong, you know, you yeah. can make a lot more forward progress in your own life and move closer to the truth yourself. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else to say. There's probably a lot more to say. We're just not smart enough to say it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You know, even recording this, talking about theology, I'm like worried that somebody's going to hear it and get really offended that we've said something that they disagree with and if we have if you are offended you're probably not listening anymore um but if you are let me know why um and because maybe we're wrong maybe we said something that was wrong yeah um and i'd love to hear from you about it so yeah yeah it'd be neat if our opinions changed Mm -hmm. in this podcast because of the listeners Mm -hmm. not just us repeating our same views over and over so you know that is one thing you and i have some great conversations but we also have very similar viewpoints yeah so it can be tough um we don't always get fresh ideas or or, uh 
contrary ideas mm-hmm. that might strengthen, you know, yeah. hopefully different opinions and stuff strengthen your belief. You can view them very real, not just, you know, take a quick glance and say, no, mine's right, mm-hmm. but actually take a look at them and figure out if, you know, if you actually believe what you think you believe. Mm-hmm. And check out that book, The Fool and the Heretic. Mm. I don't remember who it's by, but I will put a link to it in the description. And read along with us with Mere Christianity. Yeah. C.S. Lewis. This week, there's going to be an episode. We're going to talk about the very first chapter of Mere Christianity. Um, So I hope you guys will follow along with that. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks for listening to Talking With Intention. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review. Also, you can find us on Twitter at Talking With Intent. If you have any questions or comments about anything we talked about, we would love to hear from you. My email address is in the description. If you would like to listen to the show without ads, you can find it on my website, mwcollins.org, as well as some poetry, blog posts, short stories, and other things that I like to write. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. How you been, Walter? Uh, really good. Yeah? Yeah. I've got some good news for you. Oh, yeah? We are officially Big Shot Podcasters now. Yeah. Yeah? How so? I put a anchor ad in the podcast. All right. So that we are now making money. Wow. And we have made money. We've made one cent. Big Shot Podcast is right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Heck Yeah. (laughs) Well, hey, that's pretty neat. Yeah.